0: hey everybody it 's Mackenzie. I am so excited to be back with you after a few weeks away, and I am extra excited because I have one of the most incredible people I know joining me on the podcast today. Um, this is somebody that I have known over the course of probably the last ten years or so, but have really just gotten to know um, much more over the last three years. I would say he is truly a salt of the earth guy and he just radiates joy and compassion and enthusiasm. In all that he does and everywhere he goes. And I am so excited to have him here today and get to share a little bit of his story with you. He is a husband, a father, a believer, an entrepreneur, and he's going to share a little bit about his adventure over the last 30 years of his life. Um, He's spent the last 30 years on a whirlwind journey searching for God's plan from building and selling his company to Finding God, and now helping to scale a global ministry while also speaking and coaching on leadership, and last but not least, creating the Northeast's largest ever business conference, Life is Anything But Boring for this guy, And we are so blessed to have him here today with us. So why don't you welcome Rob Schauger. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. We are so excited to have you here today.
1: I am excited to be here today.
0: So Rob, what we wanted to start with was you just telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background to whatever capacity and wherever you want to start.
1: Okay. So uh, background, uh, grew up uh, in a very rural area, Um, uh, lived right next door actually to uh, my grandparents. So we uh, uh, lived on two acres of land. My mother and father, my younger brother, and myself, and we live uh, next door to my grandparents, which I look back as now as being super impactful um, as to how life looks and and is today. Um, I think that there's uh, a lot that can come from that, and I really didn't appreciate it until later on in life as I got older, and I looked back at all those hot humid upstate New York summers where my grandfather was like dragging me out by the arm and saying come on let's go it's time to work because he was a uh he was a farmer for a long time before he uh, sold the farm and um took up another career and uh and then as after he retired we had a very large garden and being the oldest child, I was the first one to get grabbed by the ear and say, come on, let's go. It's time to, <laughs> time to work. So, uh, <clears throat> so grew up from there. And, uh, my dad at an early age <clears throat> gave my brother and I the gift of learning how to play golf. And, um, so that actually led into, uh, my, my, initial first career, which was, I was thought I was heading into the, uh, the golf course industry until I learned that un- unless you had a very lengthy resume and a four-year degree <clears throat> that you were not going to, um, make a, a decent income. And so I, uh, uh, being that I was not a, a huge fan of going to school and I was more of the, uh, the social, uh, butterfly and, more on the, on the sales and marketing side of things, <clears throat> um, I left, uh, left college and went right into the workforce working for a corporate company and uh, decided that the golf course side of it was not, um, was not going to be the path I was taking. So I went into uh, the residential and commercial uh, lawn fertilization, tree spraying and pest control side of that. And from there went through, uh, basically got thrown right into the heat of business at, uh, at age 20. Wow. And, uh, so I had some schooling and no business experience other than, uh, what I was being taught on a day-to-day basis from others who really didn't know business. Right.
2: Um,
1: went through three mergers and acquisitions by the time I was 22 and the last one left me saying i can't deal with these people uh and i said hey if they can do it i can do it so i did and i uh, i left the company and then um started my own business <clears throat> uh, doing the same thing offering uh, lawn fertilization tree spraying and pest control and uh just kind of jumped in head first. And uh built a a local uh business scanning from uh Dalgeville to skinny Atlas and just kind of running back and forth with a very small crew of people and uh, did that for twelve plus years.
0: Wow, that's crazy
1: <clears throat> so learn by uh learned by failure really
0: yeah, learned by doing for sure.
1: And uh, yeah, so uh, messed up, screwed up, uh, broke it, fixed it, grabbed some duct tape and super glue, put it back together, and then just try again. Um, But unfortunately, it it got to a point where uh, the industry was becoming very heavily regulated. And the business part of it, the day-to-day operations were were not fun anymore. And I've always been a, a firm believer that if you're not having fun and enjoying what you're doing, it's time to look for something else.
0: I agree wholeheartedly.
1: And uh, so that found me at an interesting um, path in my life. And uh, so I was, I was married uh, at the time to my first wife and had two boys and we had come to a crossroads in our marriage um, to where she had decided uh, she no longer, uh, wanted to be married. Okay. And so I think part of what you're going to hear today is I'm just going to be real and be truthful and an and open book and be honest, because if I think if we're not, then how, how can others learn?
0: Exactly. And um, we are so from, appreciative of that.
1: You know, it's really the only way to, to learn from things. So, um, so yeah, so got hit with that. And then, uh, met a uh shortly after that i met a wonderful woman and um she looked at me one day and she says hey knucklehead she's like how many more years do you think it's a good idea for you to keep doing what you're doing because by that time i had merged my company with um with another firm out of syracuse and uh the the market was shifting and changing like it was for a lot of companies And so I said, okay, let's, let's give this a shot. And so we, we we did that. We formed a business merger. It was a handshake deal. And a year and a half into that, uh, that gentleman, uh, re shifted his business and came to me and said, Hey, we can, uh, we can no longer afford your salary. Wow. So I took my business back and I thought, well, Hey, no problem. I'll just, I'll just sell it this time. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've got 12, 13 years of of business put together. And then the humbling fact came into play that a business today is only worth what somebody else is willing to pay you for it. Right. And uh, I was told by two other companies, uh, we're not going to, we wouldn't offer you anything because your customers would just basically be on the streets anyway, and we can pick them up. And I had one guy tell me, he says, Hey, I'll pay you 10 cents on the dollar. Wow. And I thought, you know what? Wow, I I worked my rear end off for all these years and this is what it came down to. So that was a, a major life lesson to never build another business that could only be sold for little to nothing. Right. Um so that kind of ended, ended that phase of life and so another one began. And, um, so I, uh, the, the, wonderful lady that I had met, we had, um, we had decided to, to get married. And so now we, we had a, a blended family on our hands,
2: Aww.
1: which for those of you who, who know, uh, how that is, you know, that it also comes along with its blessings comes with its challenges. Mm -hmm. So you, you mix, uh, you, you, you mix families together and, um, just like in business, there's some, there's some trial and error and and a bunch of life lessons to be learned. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the, the biggest blessing of all of that at that time was, um, you know, I was at a, a pivotal point in both my, my professional career, my personal life and, um, I had the opportunity to go to a, a ministry event one day <clears throat> called Family ID and didn't really know what I was getting into didn't know the Lord at that time and uh my now wife we were not uh, we were not even engaged at the time and she invited me just to come along with her to do something for myself and for my two boys and she was doing something for herself and her, for for her son. And we went to that and, uh, it was on day two of that event that I felt this overwhelming sense of, of, of just emotion that, that came over to me. And, uh, I just, uh, I looked around and I, I thought inside my head, I didn't say it out loud, but I said, okay, uh, clearly I've, gotten to this point in my life by trying to do it myself um and and that hasn't gotten me too far Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that was the day that uh, god and i had this one-on-one conversation and i said okay i I give up um you know i I need some help so let's let's see where it goes from from here and and it wasn't a, a some it wasn't a confession. It wasn't somebody didn't come up to me and do an altar call or anything that day. It was just a, a decision between him and I.
2: Wow. And
1: life from that day, um, has forever been changed for the better, but also now without its, um, bumps and obstacles and bruises and, and challenges, mm-hmm. Be- because I believe it was that day where God decided, okay, big guy, you've, uh, You basically, um, you have associated yourself with your, your identity has been with your, you as a businessman. Mm -hmm. Well, I just lost that. Right. So I lost that. I was getting ready to head into a, um, a new marriage, a blended family. Had no idea how the heck that worked. I mean, it's just like having kids from the get-go. It's like you, you don't know until you go through it. You get right wisdom and insight and discernment from other people, right? But you you don't know until you actually go through it. Right. So um, business was sold for $0.10 cents on a dollar. Uh, in comes a new marriage. And, uh, and then God in the middle of all of that stuff. And, and thank goodness he was there because I, I don't know... Um, where I would be today if if that, if that had not been the case, and so um, on on became a, a journey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know where you want to jump in and ask some questions, but
0: yeah, um, tell us a little bit about. Obviously, you know, I think you would probably agree that that family ID, you know, that event kind of was the starting point, essentially, for this kind of journey, and what we're talking about a little bit today um, are you still involved with family ID? And if so, like to what capacity, could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So that is a, what I would call a journey within a journey, right? Um, yeah. The, the, the guy who started that, uh, is a good friend of mine today by the name of Greg Gunn out of Oklahoma. And, uh, Greg had started this ministry 20 years ago and, um, So after, uh, I had gone through that on my own, uh, it was probably, I would tell you it was probably a couple of years later, I'd reached out to Greg and I just felt God kind of tugging at my heart and saying, Hey, you know, kind of need you to do something over here. But I, I, again, so I'm new to God and I'm Mm -hmm. new to hearing from him and I'm like, uh, Mm -hmm. okay, if you say so, so so I reached out to Greg and Greg was really, um, the The Ministry for him was really him, him and god mm-hmm. and and his family, and they were the example and so we uh we tried to connect and they were just from a from a business side of the ministry they they were not really ready for this outside person to come in and um say hey uh I'd like to like a piece of the pie I kind of like to take and, mm-hmm. and do this somewhere and so we tried back and forth and the timing just wasn't right. And so mm-hmm. uh, I would say three or four more years later, go by Greg and I keep in touch. We see each other at some other um, national uh, ministry functions and uh, we reconnect again. Timing's still not right. And on the third time was uh, August of last year, August of 2019. Uh, My stepson, Matt, and I uh, were at a Band of Brothers boot camp, which is another uh, part of the journey, and Greg was there, and we reconnected, and they had solidified their structure of what Family ID looks like from a business standpoint, and it had grown so much in the uh, last three to four years globally, actually. Uh, Now in, in South America, they've been to India with it. And um, wow. it had just grown to the point where Greg could no longer be everywhere uh, at once. And so, today, what that looks like is he has a a global um, a global reach. He has somebody that's overseeing uh, um, that piece of it. He is also um, brought on site uh, on on site to the organization. Uh, somebody that kind of handles operations there's now a great support staff and so him and I are finally able to do what uh, my vision was which was hey let me let me take in and become a a family ID coordinator so to speak for uh for the northeast wow and so that's awesome that allows me to go in and and do that today and so what is family ID is usually the question and I uh my explanation is this Is if you were to envision today, if you uh, had a home with a fireplace and a big beefy mantle above the fireplace and there hangs your family crest. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When I say family crest, most people think of, uh, or at least I do, um, the the picture of a a knight uh, with a Mm -hmm. shield and swords, right? And then Mm -hmm. this long descriptive uh, verse of what that means uh, about your family's Mm -hmm. history. Well, the family ID version of that is uh, helping families to put into writing a list of, first of all, their core values, then uh, helping them to create their unique mission statement, their family's unique mm-hmm. vision statement, and then ultimately their family ID. So for wow. example, ours is Shogger's sir we give and serve solely for the fact of giving and serving without worry of what's in it for us, because we know when we help enough people, everything always comes back around full circle. And I think most people would agree with that.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: So by, by living that out every day, um, God continues to bless us while we are, uh, are blessing others. And so
0: totally agree. And if I can just interject, there, yes. Um, you know, Our family also did that quite a few years ago, and we actually redid it again. Same time. Probably, I believe. Yeah, two years ago. I think that whole timeline was our families doing it at the same time. And I know specifically for our family, you know, ours is heart to heart, you know, emphasis on the right heart. So it's heart to heart, providing servant leadership through Christ in our hearts. And I just think it's really important, like you were kind of just touching on, to be able to, you know, I identify in a sense like what your family stands for and then being able to live that out every day just to know that you know that was probably what 10 years ago that we did that originally yeah maybe a little bit longer. first
1: one I I remember it because it was the day that I was in my mind the day I was saved so it was January 6th of 2008
0: right so 12 years ago we're talking so at that time you know I'm eight years old (laughs) Uh, my brother's six years old and my parents had done it for the first time. And to even just see, you know, as a kid growing up in a household, which has established something like that. And then again, being able to live that out every day has just had such a tremendous impact, not only on our lives and our relationships, like within our family, but in the ways that we're able to bless others and live that out each and every day. So I wholeheartedly agree with you that I think that's something that's so important. It's definitely life altering.
1: Yeah. And so we've, you know, I've been fortunate to, work with some individual families on that and uh, that is something that i'm uh, continuing to build upon today with uh with larger groups and then when uh there's a need to travel with with greg then i uh, they they will call me and ask me to come in and, and help out with that as well so i i really think we're just really just scratching the surface even though it's been in existence for 20 years
0: yeah and i'm so excited to see where that goes and kind of in that sense, you know, we talked a little bit about your ministry, the different types of things that you're involved in. And I know uh, public speaking is one of the things on your resume, and I have been fortunate enough to be able to watch you speak on a few different occasions. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that journey and some of the stuff that you're working on in that capacity?
1: Sure. So <clears throat> again, with, with the God-given vision, um, it took it took a number of years um, like the pieces of the puzzle kept getting put on the table. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's funny, I'm I'm sitting today, I've got a makeshift office here at my house and I've got a, um, you know, what my grandparents were referred to as the card table, right? (laughs) Yeah. So it's the card table was where my grandmother would actually um, set up a puzzle to do, you know, on on uh, on a slow day. And we would take the puzzle and some days we would cheat and have the cover up. And some days you didn't get to look at the cover of the puzzle box, but we always started with the, uh, the outside edge. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, how this kind of this journey was for me. I was, uh, I put together the pieces of the outside edge. And I'm listening and I'm waiting for God to say, okay, you know, what are we, what are we doing next? But it, it, uh, had to be in his time, not in mine. And right. his time has been 12 years in the making. Right. So tons of patience and waiting and learning. And so I always knew that, um, the vision was broke down almost, uh, uh I explain it as a triangle. And each mm-hmm. point on the triangle had, uh, had a meaning, had a designation and a, and a purpose. And one of those being the family ID ministry.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and within that was also the, the desire to kind of tie in a, um, Oh, a, a John Eldridge, uh, a wild at heart, uh, helping other men to, to seek adventure and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, The other piece was to do something with um, financial education, helping families Mm -hmm. and small businesses and churches with that, because I knew the struggles that I had as a, uh, as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my wife being in uh, financial education services, I just, I've always seen the, the huge need for that. So that was another point on the triangle. And the third one was a little, Unsure of until the last probably two or three years, and and then that became clear, which is leadership. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the your question about the 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 public speaking and that part comes in. And my concern was that if somebody um, were to come and look at me as a speaker, um, mm-hmm. yes, I've got thirty years of business knowledge uh, behind me, but. Mm-hmm. but nothing um that i would say that was very definitive or you know why would somebody come and and hire me to speak to lead to train uh-huh. and coach so i said okay i've got to arm myself with some some tools and mm-hmm. if i'm going to do that i want to make sure that i'm i'm doing that with a reputable reliable um um backing Something that if somebody would go and do a Google search today and be like, okay, yep, this is legit versus this is some sort of, you know, half-wit scheme that Rob came up with it one day. And um, and and I instantly knew there was only one option for me, and that was John Maxwell. Wow. And today, some people know John and some people don't. And uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that most people have not heard of him, which to me says, hey, that's all the more need for leadership. In, exactly. in things today and both in life and business and, and in church and, and so forth
2: and your
0: families and everything yeah and,
1: and it super well ties in with the rest of the picture and so mm-hmm. for those who don't know john maxwell john today is 73 he is still wow. chasing after it hard every day um but he initially uh was a pastor and uh 40 over 40 years ago he was a pastor in his um early 20s mm-hmm. and he uh, left ministry because he saw such a huge need for leadership which I believe wow. his initial um, his initial insight into that actually was within the church and I think that mm-hmm. he had members of his church that um, saw what he was doing saw that he was gifted um, with that and and he they had asked him to help them in their companies. And from there, John's written uh, well over 80 books today. Uh, he just released a book. He's, he's today working on his next book already, which will be out uh, in 2021. And, and he's not slowing down.
2: Wow. That's awesome. But he's
1: known globally. So to me, if somebody were to, um, to look him up, they, they, there's not enough time left in anybody's life to go and look at all the the good things that there are that John Maxwell has done and is doing. And so that's where I decided to plant my flag with with the John Maxwell team and to become a a certified instructor uh, utilizing John's curriculum and materials.
0: Wow, that is awesome. I'm so excited to see what kind of comes from that and everything as that continues to progress. And I know that that's going to have such a huge impact on so many people, just like all of the other things that you're involved with. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about while I've had you, because I've seen all the hype and I've been following it, but it's one thing to see it <laughs> than to hear it from the uh, person who's behind the scenes. Could you tell us a little bit about No Bull and what that is and kind of just, you know, kind of go into some of that for us, would you?
1: Sure. So No Bull 2020, <clears throat> Um Came off of the, the the John Maxwell piece actually, so knowing that I was uh, finishing up the certification with John Maxwell, uh, I started planting seeds last summer, wanting to uh, start doing some one day events, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't want it to be just a normal rah rah fluff session. Right, you know, come on in, hear hear the uh, hear all of the these different speakers come in and talk and get the warm and fuzzies, and then. You go back to either your business or your place of employment tomorrow, and you've got nothing to put into play. Right. So the objective was surround myself with um, other like-minded people that also um, had an audience, because it, when when multiples are, are gathered together with and, and are of like mind, um, we can reach more people quicker. Right. And, um, so I started, uh, having those conversations, um, in the Albany market. And I chose that because I do a lot of of business there and it's a larger market. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I asked the opinions of, of a couple of, uh, uh, gentlemen who I wanted to sync up with
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because we were like-minded and they also have a, a captive audience and I shared my, my vision. Wow. And, um, So here's what they had to say, and and I respect them, and we are still friends to this day, and uh, they are um, very much big encouragers of everything that I've got going on. But what they said was, um, listen, we we think you've got some great merit going with this, um, but a few things that we're concerned with. One, we believe that the leadership market, meaning those who are trying to be leaders and teaching and coaching and speaking on that is becoming flooded.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And two uh, we've not seen anything done of this size um, in the Albany market with great success. And when I say size, think of like a, a symposium. Right. So, you know, not just 10 people in a room, but something um, much larger than that.
0: Great capacity.
1: Yep. And they said, Hey, look, we're not saying no, we're just saying not right now, come back with a couple of wins. And let's let's revisit it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, "Hey, look, you've done exactly what I asked you to do. You are very um, direct, point blank, and to the point, and respectful, and, and I appreciate that. Thank you for your time."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what my takeaway from that is uh, was that um, look, if if there was an, uh, a flooding, an overflow of leaders and leadership, mm-hmm. our businesses, our families. In our churches today would not be in the position that they are in. Right, Everything would be running way smoother, much better, much more profitable. Families would be, you know, you wouldn't have the divorce rate that you have today. Churches would be thriving and growing. So clearly there's still a giant need for leadership Mm -hmm. everywhere. And as far as the size goes, I'm like, well, look, sometimes people just don't have the, the stomach for the same vision is, is what others do.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And and so we moved on. And um, so my next stop was Syracuse. And I, I pitched the idea to a friend of mine, uh, John Timmerman, who uh, John owns a, a digital marketing company called the good monster. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, John, here's, here's my thought ran down the same uh, list again. And John says, well, look, he says, uh, "I'm super busy with my company. He actually has a, a couple of businesses. Um, Jackson Jovi is another company him and his wife own, which is a, a custom uh, denim jean uh, wow. business. That's and cool. they were also, yeah, super cool. They're, uh, they're they're awesome, comfortable pants. And and he had a full plate. Plus, uh, their first child was uh, was um, going to be born within a couple of months. So you had a lot on his plate uh, then had a ton on his plate you're exactly right and he uh he says look with everything that i've got going on he says i don't have the time to help you lift this up off the ground but i'll help you market it that's awesome but he said if it was something larger and bigger he's like you know i I could possibly make room on my plate for that but either way he said you still need to talk to somebody who uh, knows the event space because what you're talking about um, you, you can't just go have in a conference room at a hotel somewhere. Right. So little by little, my vision is being expanded and it's growing because I'm surrounding myself with other like-minded people who are visionaries. Right. And who also have skill sets that, that I didn't possess still don't. Right. And I said, I don't know anybody, John, do you? And he said, I do. So I said, great, set it up. And in comes a gentleman by the name of Al Kutry. Mm -hmm. Al is a um, a very talented and gifted musician and has kind of worked in the event space um, for for a number of years. And uh, so we get together. I explain the vision to him and his eyeballs got the size of saucers (laughs) He looked like a kid on Christmas morning that just opened up this gift that he'd always wanted, but, uh, had never gotten. And I'm like, what? He's like, you don't understand. He's like two years. I tried to, I tried to put together something very similar to this. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what what happened? And he says, well, my, my business partner and I, we just, um, we, we, we weren't on the same page Mm -hmm. and, um, and we just, we just never ended up doing it. He says, I don't know what you're doing. And he's, and he's now picture him. He's like, he's shifted from leaning back in his chair to elbows on the table and right up in my face. And he says, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing. I just want to see it on the bench. I'll wow. give you everything I've got that I've collected. I just want in.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I'm like, okay. So I said, what so an tell answer me a little to b- a
0: prayer, though, too, I'm sure. Like, even if it wasn't something that was at the forefront of your mind, you know, after your vision was expanded, it seems as if all these pieces were kind of just clicking into place.
1: It's the puzzle. So exactly. the edge has been completed. And now we're filling in all of the corners, right? Exactly. And uh, you're starting to get a glimpse of this puzzle of that starts to match the cover of the box. And so <clears throat> I asked Al to share with me um, what he had done what was going on and who had he um, contacted the, Who was the hook? Who was mm-hmm. the keynote speaker? How were you going to grab a bunch of people in central New York to right. come to this event? And he says, well, the guy's name, he says, I don't know if you know him or not. The guy's name was Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm like,
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I, I said some things that I, I, I wouldn't record <laughs> here, but I'm like, shut up. And he's like, yeah. And I just kind of looked and I, and I knew who Gary Vaynerchuk was.
0: Yeah, and for sure.
1: You guys don't all know who Gary is. You'll you'll have to um Google yeah. him. It's Gary. If you look for him on social media, it's Gary V E E. Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. And um Gary today, short version, is a um is the owner of a of a two hundred million dollar digital agency headquartered out of New York City. Yeah. And is known globally for his talent and his vision, he was an initial investor in Facebook, Twitter, Uber. He's just got a super powerful knack for seeing what's coming down the pipeline. And so I'm like, okay, that's great. But how much? Because dairy right. can't be cheap. Right. And he's like, yep. Yeah. he says uh, about $150,000. i am like, for the whole day? He's like, no, for an hour. Wow. And we're like, uh, okay. So if you don't know anything about the speaking tour in that circuit and how it works, you, you don't hire somebody of that caliber without having the money in the checkbook just ready to go. Right. Because you've got to do a deposit, then you've got to make payments, and then you've got to pay for their travel. Mm-hmm. So we all just kind of looked at each other and we're like, all right, well, I don't think any of us bought our checkbooks today and we're not willing to write a check for $35,000 apiece. So how the heck do we get them here? Right. So Gary came from uh, the wine industry um, through uh, a store, a brick and mortar store that his dad had built. And Gary helped to expand that from a brick and mortar in New Jersey to a global brand going from 3 million to 60 million. Because Gary was diligent at a time when YouTube was just taking off and you can go find all of that stuff. With a little channel called Wine Library TV. Uh, Again, I won't get into that here, but there's plenty of content out there for you guys to search. So Gary was now dabbling back in that industry amongst uh, several other projects. And six months prior to our chat, which was last fall, September-ish, he had launched a a wine called uh, Empathy.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And Empathy Wines, um, the premise of that was they were really looking to provide people with a great bottle of wine for less money. And so they said, Mm -hmm. well, let's let's get rid of the middleman. We'll cut out the fat and we'll deliver vineyard to consumer. Right. And so we decided, hey, what if we were to flip Gary's hustle back on Gary? Mm Mm-hmm. And so we reached out and said, hey, look, how many bottles of your empathy wine would we have to help you move, not personally buy, but move or sell for you in exchange for barter for your speaking fee? Uh And um, I'm like, yeah, he's never going to go for it. Well, we uh, we started hammering John. John took the lead on this because he's the digital guy Uh and basically just started um, stalking gary on all the social media and and within a week we had gotten a an email from the ceo of of, um empathy
2: Mm
1: -hmm. wanting a a conversation
0: wow that's insane
1: fast forward on that they agreed to it we settled on a number and Uh um that barter was in exchange for gary's speaking fee
2: Wow. And
1: uh, so that's the equivalent of $100,000 or 5,000 bottles of wine. Wow. So I'm happy to tell you guys that um, since the beginning of December, we've moved $70,000 of the wine. Wow. And what was uh, a small little one-day vision that I had has grown into a uh, an event this September the 17th at the On Center in Syracuse called Noble 2020 that can be found on all the social media channels under Noble business or uh noble 2020.com for a bunch of the details. But now today is uh, Gary speaking his brother, AJ who uh, runs uh Vayner sports is opening for him. We have a, uh, a stage full of global speakers and we will also have f- four panels which will be comprised of three to five speakers throughout new york state wow and then one heck of an after party to gather together and um that vision has blown up in the last um six to eight months and so people ask why you know what is it and i said look here's here's the one thing that the three of us as founders agreed upon. And I said, if you guys cannot agree upon this, I'm out. And that is that this is solely, first and foremost, a give back to the business community. Mm -hmm. This isn't about us making money. If there's something left over at the end of the day, great. We're we're happy to have a profit. But this is about giving back to the business community and helping them to Uh, come to an event and leave there with something tangible that when they go back to work the next day, they can put it into place and make a difference in their business.
0: Wow. That's awesome. That is just so cool. And it's really cool. Just like from my perspective, like not even with just no bull, but with like everything that we've kind of touched on today, you know, like you were saying, it was all these little pieces. And then all of a sudden, you know, with time and obvious patience, you know, all those things kind of started clicking together And just the impact on like the amount of people and lives that you're going to touch through all of these things. It's just absolutely like mind boggling to me.
1: Yeah. God's doing some pretty big things.
0: Amen to that. Um, That is just, I'm so excited and I can't wait to see the success of that conference and everything that's going to come from that. Um, It's been really cool to kind of watch that journey over the last few months and everything on social media. I'm super excited for you guys and all that's going to come from that. As we kind of wrap up, I just have one final question for you, Rob. And sure. that would be, you know, over the course of your life, over the last 30 years or so, um, and you can give me a few, one, whatever is best for you, what is or are some of the biggest lessons you've learned or what is the best piece of advice that you would be willing to share with our listeners?
1: So for me, um, in this you know, look at this is, uh, not everybody, um, is a person of faith. Um, and, and that's okay. Cause whether you, you know, or love God, he loves you anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, but keeping God first in, in all of this stuff that I've done, mm-hmm. uh, was first and foremost. Secondly was patience, grace yep. and mercy. Like you cannot rush these things and expect them to come out with great success you've got to be patient um and it's um i think our family idea shawgers serve along with gary's uh gary wrote a book called jab 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 right hook Mm -hmm. super ties in with our with our shawker serve family id and in the The meaning of jab, 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 right hook is give, 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 then ask. So doing things with the right intention, being a giver and and not going to people with your hand Mm -hmm. out first, but doing those things with the right intention. Absolutely. And and I I mean, we just try to live our life based on that and, and do that in everything that we do. And from that, everything else has flourished.
0: Wow. That is awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you are so incredibly busy and you're running a million miles an hour, but to just take the time out of your day and kind of share with all of our listeners, all of the wisdom and all of the things that you just kind of put out on a silver platter for us. Uh, we are so grateful for that and everything that you've mentioned and all of the projects and all of the things you are involved in are just such a true testament to who you are and what you stand for. And I'm just, like I said before, you know, so excited to see the lives that are going to be touched through all of this. And I am so incredibly blessed to know you as a friend, as a business partner, as a mentor and all of those things. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: Well, I appreciate your time and I uh, would encourage people to, um, So I'm going to throw a plug back for you. Um, You guys need to pay attention to this young lady and uh, subscribe to this podcast. Just grow with it because um, at such a young age, she is Mackenzie is full, overflowing with wisdom and knowledge and discernment and grace and mercy, all of those things that I spoke of. And she has one of the purest hearts of, uh, of anybody that I know. She's a giver uh, through and through, and she is going to bless you guys through these podcasts. And um, if you are local and you've not had a chance to meet with her in person, um, you know, during the time of this recording, we're going through this pandemic, but, you know, reach out to her through social media, um through a zoom call and uh, once this all gets done you should go and grab a cup of coffee with this young lady because you uh you won't regret it oh
0: thank you so much that means so much to me and guys be sure to uh keep an eye on noble 2020 i am so excited to see what's going to come from that that's coming to us this september 2020 at the on center in syracuse new york and we can't wait to talk to you guys soon have a great rest of your day bye